Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Talks with Martin Chan. Today I am joined by the highly talented badminton player Leona Lee. She represents the England junior squad playing for the under 17s and more recently was promoted to the under 19 senior squad. Now Leona is only 15 years old, so you can see she definitely has a huge talent when it comes to badminton. Today I will be joined by Ming, who is Leona's dad and also her coach. So without any further delays, I'd like to say hi Leona and how are you today? Hi, I'm really good thanks, how are you? Yeah, I'm good as well. Uh, it's, it's really hot today, so uh, trying to fight the heat as well as like uh, record this podcast. So yeah. yeah, today, Leona, of course, we're going to talk about your badminton and your achievements. So let's start right at the beginning and tell me a little bit about how you began to play. So I first picked up a racket at like six years old, but at that time I was swimming and gymnastics, so I didn't start till I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the reason I wanted to start because I saw Daniel, who my dad was coaching at that time. He was winning a lot of medals and that got me interested. Oh, okay. So your dad's the badminton coach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty much. So roughly how many hours a week do you train currently? So I train at least four to five times a week with my dad. And once at the and once a week at the National Banking Centre in Milton Keynes. Oh, um, okay. In like the last two years, my training has also included strength and conditioning to gain like more muscles and strength, so I don't have injuries. Ah, oh, so, I see. Yeah, I train over fourteen hours a week. About fourteen hours, and the strength and conditioning is that more gym work? Uh, yeah, so like weights and like squats and stuff to just like gain muscle, like for when I play as well. Yeah, gain a bit more extra strength in it. Oh, that's excellent. So, of course, I must remind all our listeners, you are only 15 years old. So you also go into school at the same time. Uh, do you find it hard to train so competitively in badminton and also balance your schoolwork as well? Um, well, like before the pandemic, schoolwork wasn't very hard to manage, mm -hmm. but like now this year it'll be different because obviously I'm doing my GCSEs this year. Yeah. There'll be like lots of more schoolwork to do, so. Yeah, it might be a little bit more challenging as, as you go through the education system. So you mentioned before, um, your dad's the badminton coach, of course, and he is with us today. So um, I'd like to say hello to your dad, Ming, as well. And I thought, well, let's bring him in now. I'd like to ask him a question as well. So hi, Ming, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Martin. Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Thank, thank you very much for joining us on, on the podcast as well. Yeah, thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Ming. You, of course, uh, you work as Leona's badminton coach. Mm. Um, is that basically what you specialised in before? Is that your, your work? Uh, in badminton coaching? Yeah. Um, I got into coaching by accident mm -hmm. uh, that was 10 years ago because before I was a, a, a very keen club player uh, I never had any experience in coaching and then one day this 13 year old boy turns up at the club yeah. and that stand Leona had mentioned earlier mm -hmm. so I gave him a few tips and a few weeks later his mum was waiting with him in the car park and uh and he asked me to be his coach, and that's how it all began. 
Oh, nice. Okay. So you didn't set out initially to become like a badminton coach, but no, not at all. I was just a a keen player, you know, a badminton fanatic who played almost every day. Yeah. Every day, probably twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really into the badminton. I was. I was really into my badminton until Daniel came along, and um, and you know, both his parents were very keen for him to uh, to get into county training, get into the team, and then they were start. Then they started entering him into in a lot of uh, national um, tournaments, and when he was winning medals and stuff like that, you know, yeah. up to my, seriously. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. And of course, you are coaching Leona as well now. Uh, I just wondered, when you're actually coaching her, did you actually notice she had an, a knack for the for playing badminton? You know, she had a, a natural talent for it. Um, did she have a natural talent? Well, basically, um, I felt confident she would pick up badminton quite easily because Leona at the time was really a very strong swimmer after a year of swimming. Yeah. Um, was also extremely flexible. So in general, I knew she had a natural ability in learning. Ah, okay. So whilst you're coaching her, was there any standout moment where you thought like, okay, you know, yeah. Um, well, I would say um, the best memorable moment for, for me, or you can say a wow moment, when, was when Leona was selected for the under 13 Hertfordshire County team. Mm -hmm. um, County team, that, yeah. The manager was against Leona joining the squad because he said she was too young. Yeah, um, yeah, she was nine at that time. But the head coach, um, she's she's a former world number one. Uh, don't you know her, Joe Good? Yeah. Saw the potential in Leona and insisted it wasn't about age but talent. And yeah. she gave Leona the opportunity joining the squad, and Leona was selected for the first team. Wow, uh, is too. You know, I was amazing. Oh, yeah, I was really gossamed with Joe's compliment on Leona. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely raw talent right there. Definitely, if uh, world yeah, number one, uh, former sorry, former number one says so. Yeah, because I was a big fan of Joe Goods. You know, I used to watch a lot of her videos, and yeah, I, I, I really liked the way she played, and to get a compliment like that was so good to, to hear. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So obviously you, you have uh, other students that you do coach, like Daniel's Daniel's one of them. He goes, does mm. it feel different to when you're coaching your other students to coaching Leona, who's your daughter? Um, to be honest, it doesn't feel any different coaching Leona and my other players. I treat them all the same. I don't have favorites. They are all equal. Yeah. Um, my job is to bring out the best of their talent and potential yeah but can i just i i i'm a, i am a little bit harsh on liana uh more than my plays <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i have to be because if she misbehaves or hard listens in training her her punishment is far more harsh and severe because she needs to show a good example to my players she must yeah. show professionalism she has to be a role model because she represents england and i want her to inspire my players you know, yeah, after all, you know, playing almost senior level now. Yeah, of course. 
definitely always good to set like the standards high and then and lead by example as they say yeah well frankly you can say i'm tough on her otherwise i wouldn't bring out the best of leona and she knows that too yeah uh, being tough on her is part of the package mm -hmm. yeah definitely so i asked leona earlier about her balance between training and studying and i just wondered like as a parent what's your perspective on this does it worry you like about, of course, her studies are going to become increasingly challenging for her as well. She mentioned she's moving into GCSEs and how that will interfere or not interfere as in, in a bad way, but it has an impact on maybe her training schedules or things like that. Well, Leona has a uh, training program which accommodates her schoolwork. So her studies has never been a, an issue. Um, she does quite well in school, actually, but when yeah. she returns in September, uh, like she said, it might be different because it's her GCSE year. Um, yeah. I'm certain we will find a way to fit everything in. I feel it's an interesting take because many talented uh, children out there who are in the sports and playing competitively, um, it mm. does become highlighted or discussed about like about their schoolwork and about what happens you know to also make that correct balance between training and pursuing uh, potentially a career in in playing a sport and yet also having the education as well and it becomes a little bit of a, a debate as to which side it swings to depending on where they stand well with Leona, she goes straight to training after school. So we train from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, we don't live far away from the leisure centre, which is quite handy. So yeah. we're at dinner by 6.30. It gives Leona plenty of time for schoolwork. And yeah. Yeah, it's lucky we don't live that far away from the leisure centre and we just we can fit her schoolwork and her coaching at the, you know, at the same time. Sounds like everything is is running like smoothly and like clockwork, which is which is good. I know, unfortunately, at the moment we're in that pandemic where it might affect a few things, but I mean, generally, yeah, a good training routine and everything is is probably vital. I'm pretty sure she will get a lot more schoolwork now because in September it's a GCSE year. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. So yeah. I want to quickly bring Leona back in um and ask her a few more questions now of course you play very competitively uh, you're only 15 years old like i said and you played for the england under 17 and more recently the under 19 squad as well yeah yeah can you i was wondering can you describe that feeling what's it like playing for england well i always feel proud and pleased to represent england because yeah like you said i've been playing for the under 19 team and also a senior international, but like due yeah. to the pandemic, I only managed to play one under 19 international, but like it was a really good experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, it must be, I can only imagine. Regarding your game now, when you play badminton, what would you say are your strong points? What are your strengths? Um, well, in singles, I've been told my speed around the court is like quite quick. Yeah. And my style is unpredictable mm -hmm. um uh, a lot of people also compliment on my high serve like sometimes it like hits the roof on the like ledge center or wherever it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say 
other parts of your game you would like to improve on? Um, in singles, I think my defense needs to have a bit of improvement because, like, as I'm playing higher age groups, mm-hmm. the players will be powerful and the accuracy will be more so aligned. So I have to practice like getting it back and like turning the shell to move the player. Yeah. Representing England, you play with a lot of competitive matches. So how do you deal with that pressure? Do you have a routine that you go through before you walk out and you prepare for a match? Uh, well, normally, I don't really feel much pressure mm-hmm. before the match, like 30 minutes before the match. I normally do a thorough warm-up. So like, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I talk to like the coaches before mm-hmm. to talk if like I've played them before and see if I need have any tactics to play against them. Yeah, okay. Uh, You bring up something quite interesting about talking to coaches about who you potentially will play. Do you actually watch any videos of like players you might play and then maybe work out some game plan? Uh, Yeah, like when we are like internationals, the England coaches record our matches. Yeah. So I've played them before, I rewatch it to see if like they have a weakness and I might put that against when I play them next time. Yeah, work out some strategies, how to beat them. And now you've won, I've seen your social media, you have a lot of medals and trophies that I can see. Do you, do you have a favourite at the moment? Um, I like, I like, I cherish all of my medals and trophies, but my favourite is definitely winning the under-15 Eight Nations. Yeah. It's, it's like one of the biggest European tournaments of the year. Yeah. So, well, in the tournament, I was seeded number one for double uh no single sorry mm-hmm. and i didn't actually feel much pressure going into it i just like knew i had to do well yeah sounds yeah. sounds like you can handle pressure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just want to ask you a question you you train with your dad when i spoke to your dad before he said he was pretty tough on you would you agree with that yeah he agrees. <laughs> we do burpees we do a lot of burpees if we like don't our best or like don't oh burpees oh i hate them i do that i do that in hit and i hate burpees oh terrible it's okay this method is quite good though because it like makes you not want to do mistakes you obviously don't want to do the burpees so it makes you think about you're more focused and you want to improve don't you yeah okay now of course playing competitively you will inevitably you'll win some matches and you'll also lose some matches do you watch recordings of your matches and analyze your wins and losses as well? And we can maybe bring uh, Ming into this as well. Your dad uh, does. When do you work together? If you lose a match, do you look through it and then maybe work on something in training? Yeah, we, we look at her wins and her losses, especially a loss, like you said, because we work on it. Well, I go to all Leone's domestic uh, national tournaments. Yeah. Which, uh, which is 20 plus tournaments a year. Um, so every match she plays, I would write down notes on positives and negatives. Yeah. When we are back home training, we work on the negatives, like for example, tactical shot selections, um, footwork, technical yeah. skills, which wasn't precise that day, and consistency training. You know, things yeah. like that. The uh, when she returns from the international, the England coaches provides me a USB stick yeah. from from her international. So both Leon and I, we watch the match and, well, what matches, and it helps 
it helps us to work on the weaker areas from that tournament. And what, what does it feel like to actually watch Leona represent England? Uh, what does it feel like? Mm. Um, I only get stressful when she doesn't give uh, 100% in an energy in her matches. Yeah. And she might get an earful if she does it. <laughs> <laughs> she does, yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, it doesn't happen too often, Martin. Yeah. That's, that's a plus point for here. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's good. That's good. And obviously, when she plays in any finals, my heart rate does go up. I do get nervous and stressed because it's the winning a gold medal or a title. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, that's only natural if you're in any competitive arena. Mm. You, you want to win. And of course, like for Leona, you want her to win as well. So, yeah, definitely it will feel uh, the pressure and the stress a little bit more of watching from the sides. And I think, uh, I think when they start as very young and as parents, you do get overexcited. And that's where you get very nervous, you know. It's, I see a lot of parents are quite animated, you know, when they see their children playing. Like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Wrong scoring, you know, when they do the scores and it's all wrong, things like that. <laughs> yeah. As Leon has, has been playing for quite a while, yeah, I, I don't really get that stress watching her, to be honest. Unless mm-hmm. it's a big tournament and she's gone quite a, in the later stages. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it gets more and more competitive, and yeah, you definitely want them to do, want the owner to do as well as possible as well, and she'll want to do as well as possible. Yeah, it's a funny feeling, really, because she plays a higher age group, not just two years, sometimes three years. Yeah, the pressure is the pressure is almost off because she's playing well above her age group. You see mm. where I'm coming? From? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when she plays her own age group. There's a little bit of pressure because she she expected to win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Leona, you're playing at such a professional and competitive level. You must be using some pretty nice equipment. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, so I'm sponsored by Victor. You may know the brand. Um, I Victor. Use all- okay. Victor. Yeah. Um, I use all their equipment and kit. Um, I use the Racket Drive Nine X and it's used by like many top players mm-hmm. I especially love their clothing because they have like really nice design and it's comfortable to wear so that's basically for all your tournaments that you go to you're using like their the Victor equipment yeah and they're very generous they give me like loads of equipment and like clothes to wear oh excellent as well in tournaments yeah like big like a tournaments yeah and- Incentive. Yeah. So she has incentives. If she, I, that's the reason why she's she's always chasing her her goals and targets just to get more stuff. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good incentive, you know. If it's good, if it's good stuff as well, yeah, definitely, definitely. And for for anyone, for everyone listening who who actually wants to put up their game, you know, maybe they should check out some of this gear. And of of course, links are always in the bio of my podcast. So definitely check them out so i want to ask you leona what are your own personal goals that you want to achieve in badminton have you i know you're only 15 and it, it sounds like uh, you know it could be anything but have you have you ever thought about it um well i want to continue representing england but at a higher level in terms of like 
the age group to like senior level and play more senior internationals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. As an as an added question has just come to my mind. Um, of course, you you play badminton and I guess you watch a lot of badminton as well. Do you, do you have anyone you you prefer you like watching? Anyone you aspire to be? Any players out there that you you admire? Uh, Tai Ying, you might know her because she's like the number mm -hmm. one in England for yeah. singles. I mean, um, not, not in the world for singles. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. I just it just came to my mind, you know. Okay, it's it's like uh, because usually when you're really uh, into a sport, uh, you do look up to people who are at the top of the game or you know uh, very good at it, and you aspire to be similar type of player or you, you aspire to those kind of achievements. Yeah, Tai yeah, Su Ying is she's got phenomenal talent. Yeah, and she's just incredible. So that's something Leon is trying to trying to chase uh, dreams actually yeah yeah okay so like i guess it, it would be fair to say then ming that you also have the aspirations for the owner to achieve even higher than even better well every year since the age of nine we set goals and targets for the owner mm -hmm. and uh, every year she has exceeded all expectations so i hope and uh, fingers crossed it will be the same year after year yeah and one day she will be at the Olympics, standing on the podium with a medal around the neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. would that would be awesome. And what about you, Leona? Do you do you think do you think that as well? Yeah, I hope to play in the Olympics and medal, but also the Commonwealth Games. The Commonwealth Games as well. Yeah, definitely. Can I something, Martin? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so Martin, can I add proudest moment for everyone? The family was. Actually, last year when Leona won the under 15 Eight Nations singles title in Netherlands, um, she also won the under 15 British singles and girls doubles, mm -hmm. uh, also in the under 15 national singles and girls doubles, and runners up in mixed doubles. Um, selection for the under 17 European Championships, uh, which was two years above her own age group. Yeah. And January this year, promotion to the under 19 international team and one senior international so I, so everything's looking very rosy for leona before the pandemic yeah yeah definitely it's like a you know the trajectory is upwards which is good yeah. and you know with the right coaching mentality that leona has you know yeah sky's the limit definitely thinking ahead of what your your goals and targets are and we are chasing it and like i said she she does it every year and goes beyond it mm -hmm. it's yeah it's such a nice <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice problem to have overachiever <laughs> <It is. laughs> okay so leona we're approaching towards the end of of our our nice little talk here and with all my guests i always ask them for a little bit of advice because they're the experts in the field for all our listeners who probably playing badminton out there right now and maybe wanting to take their game to a higher level, do you have any advice or tips that you can give them? Well, first tip would be to have a good serve, like even in singles, doubles and mixed. Mm -hmm. So like make sure you keep practicing it, even though it can be boring. Another tip would also have a good attitude and sh show a strong demeanor on court. So you don't want to show weakness to any of the opponent. Yeah, definitely. Don't want to show any weaknesses and yeah, 
have a positive attitude yeah another tip was to always <laughs> fight for each point and like never give up when you're down as you never know what might happen yeah that's good yeah never give up basically yeah well, i've seen yeah. this happen so often martin in in matches where where i see a player is almost almost you know getting beaten but they don't give up yeah and they manage win a match well that happens quite often for Leona luckily unfortunately yeah but then <laughs> there are times where I see Leona literally like give up yeah and and that is not good because it's a guaranteed loss she will lose yeah. the match and I've seen that happen as well it's a bit of a mentality battle as well a mental battle inside keep going for it till the very end so since you're here like Mingas want to I want to ask you as well there, there will be like parents with kids who may be playing badminton uh, pretty well and they're thinking about they have potential to go even higher but they're not quite sure what's the next step what they can do do you have any advice that you can share with them yeah i've got plenty actually <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, let's hear them <laughs> yeah if the parents think uh their child has potential or just enjoy playing badminton first join a local junior club yeah uh, because uh, local junior clubs have a league amongst themselves and then if they have uh, potential join a performance center or a academy or even a county squad where where they live yeah um, yeah a lot of counties have a weekly training session and, and league matches during weekends um, there are national tournaments where you can find on the junior badminton England website yeah uh, so, but uh, yeah and if they Take it, you know, if they think of taking it more seriously, obviously enter these national tournaments. And there are three tiers. Uh, so, tier three is bronze tournaments for local competitive experience and ready to try the next level up from the local league players. Yeah. Tier two is silver tournaments for experienced competitive juniors who are developing their ranking and level. And okay. lastly, tier one is gold tournaments for the elite and top level players mm -hmm. competing qualify for the english um, national championships and and the possibility of selection for for ejp the england junior pathway mm. yeah. okay. that's where the owner is at the moment she's part of the ejp okay excellent so for all all the parents out there that are listening to this, yeah, definitely take this advice on because it's uh, very good and get your kids into uh, potentially, you know, a career playing badminton competitively. Yeah, it, you know, badminton, it can be fun. It can be competitive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, you think your child's got the potential, obviously. Um, yes. So parents can handle the stress of their children losing that is the key mm. because i've seen so many times martin where um, they think their children should win a match and they lost and it's not a nice uh, feeling to watch those parents shouting at the child in front mm. of so many other people yeah it's not no yeah so, uh, you, you would never see me do that to Leona. <laughs> yeah yeah probably, probably like most most um controlled parents they would do it on the way back home in the car <laughs> yeah i think yeah it it's that balance right it's that uh trying to get that uh, correct uh, formula for each uh, child or, or professional player of how much do you uh, encourage them but 
at the same time, like you say, they also need discipline uh, as well and, and, and uh, the right mentality to, mm. to, to be able to take at least some criticism for if you do, do lose a game, of course, there are aspects of your play or decision making that could have been improved. And yeah, it is, um, I, f I find it very, I find it fascinating, of course, uh, in regards to Leona, because she is so young as well. And, and yet, you know, she seems to have a very uh, mature and level head on her shoulders already. Um, if I compare like, what was I doing at 15? I, you know, I probably can't tie my shoelace or something, but you know. <laughs> yeah, the key is it's the parents. To, to be honest, it's the key is the parents. If they can handle that stress and pressure, yeah. watching I'll play. Um, now, if if the parents are always upset and angry because their child has lost, it, it makes it so un, 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 unenjoyable for their children. It will affect the kids as well. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it will affect the children, and they will give up. I see. I've seen a lot of potential um, players quitting because of the parents. The parents are literally shouting and mm. screaming at their ch child when they lose a match, and I'm thinking, what, what, what are you doing? You know. Yeah. You know, they're in, in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they. Yeah, in the end, you have to remember you are dealing with a child. And yeah, of course, true. yeah, you, you have to nurture them. You know, mm -hmm. their the, the full potential isn't at such a young age as well, you know, like 13, 14, 15. I mean, they've got so much, you know, more growing and, and learning to do that. Yeah. It, it, well, because I think because they spent so much money on, mm -hmm. on putting the time and effort and energy on their child to do well. And then when they see the child not playing as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they take it out on on the child. Yeah, they, they just can't. It's frustration. It's, yeah, pressure is different. Mm. It's knowing. Well, I've got another daughter. She's um, two years older than um, Leona. Yeah. Uh, now she she was a very good player. She had the potential as well to be a a top player for the you know even selection for England. Now mm -hmm. she could cope with the pressure. Yeah. But I, but then I just let her quit the game even though she was such a great player and playing for almost five years mm. you know um but i'm but i'll never actually shout or get got angry with her or anything like that it's just that um if she doesn't enjoy the game anymore there's no point of forcing the child and i yeah. do see parents doing that as well where mm. i can see the child no longer enjoys the game because they can't handle the pressure yeah yeah exactly yeah, that's that's a very good point as well because uh, it's a little bit of a hot topic in terms of talking about uh, mentally and uh, the, pr the pressures of for for children and things like that. It, mental health is another mm -hmm. issue that needs to be handled, and yeah, yeah, it, it does need maybe a little bit more awareness of it, especially for younger children who are pay, playing very competitively, and mm -hmm. then they don't really have an outlet to discuss maybe mm -hmm. how they are feeling, especially if, of course, most kids, they're going home, right? And if if going home is where basically they're getting all the negative energy from and all the mm. shouting at, then mm. it, it, it might not be the best environment for them to actually, no. you know, to, to, to move on or to improve. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, so if Leona played extremely well in the tournament, but then she loses, like she played her best, I would never get angry or upset with her. You know, mm. I, you know, after the tournament, we would just go and celebrate because I, I think she deserved it because she played her part out, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But doesn't put any, any effort and energy into it. And, I, and that's when I get a bit cross with her and she does get an earful on the journey back home. But then yeah. when we back home, it's all forgotten. And we just go straight back to training and and look for the next tournament, really. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. Like I say, it's it's having that uh, good relationship and understanding mm. between it. It could be in this case, it, it's father and daughter, but it's still a coach and a player, and and that's still a very important relationship to to have and, and the trust that you build up from that to yeah to to fulfill one's potential and to try and get them playing as as high as they can you know to the to their full full potential definitely children need all the support from their parents especially during a tournament during a tournament they need all the support whether they play bad or good because it just gives them encouragement you see yeah yeah i i, I recalled um this particular player she was actually uh, number three for England at that time in Leona's age group and the parent was so bad he's, he's always every time for example he was talking to us uh, he would literally say in front of the child's face why can't you be like Leona why mm. can't you I think oh. that's so unnecessary you know yeah out in front of Leona and then in front of other kids it's embarrassing for children as well. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you've got other parents. The child don't do it as well, but they just go in there just to enjoy watching their child playing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's quite enjoyable. So making friends as well in the circuit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you make some very good points there. It's not just. Um, it's parents. not. You don't get many parents that are so forceful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, indeed. Yeah. Go there. Enjoy watching their children play. Don't expect have expectations because not being funny. See Leona. They said you won't win it. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Some very good points there. So anybody who's listening out there, definitely take that on board. Um, some very, you know. Uh, first-hand experience and you know from Ming there so it's very important you pay attention to that and always take support on board. whether they do good or bad on, in a tournament yeah maybe yeah. have a little word with them if they don't put effort and energy yeah yeah indeed all right then so we've come to the end of the podcast now so just want to finally say are there any extra shout outs you want to give out any social media or any, of course, all links will be in the bio and in the description, like I said before, but like, uh, yeah, just taking it back to Leona. Is there any, your social media, they want to tell anybody about them so they can follow you and see your progress. Can I give a shout out to Victor sports mm-hmm. this trust, uh, North heart sport grants, the yeah. lecture foundation and the north hearts yeah excellent you just did like i say all the i'll have all the links in the description of this podcast and in the bio as well so you guys can make sure you check them all out and final thing for me to say is leona ming everybody it's 
been great talking to you today and I thank you very, very much for giving up your time as well to talk to me. And from talking to you, I feel very confident and inspired that Leona, you are going in the right direction to achieve all the goals that you want to do because for, for a 15 year old uh, with such a level head and the right mentality, um, it's, it's a rare thing. And as long as you continue, I'm pretty sure you're, you're going to do great things. And I wish you and dad all the best for the future. And yeah, I will definitely be keeping an eye out for your progress as well. And I um, hope that the wider community that this, this podcast reaches as well will also give you the support, uh, especially from the British-born Chinese community as well, you know, to support fellow Chinese who are doing well here in the UK. And yeah, so I'd like to say thank you very much. Thank you for yeah, having us. Yeah, thank you, Martin, for having us. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I'd like to say another big thank you to Leona and her dad for joining me on the podcast. Make sure you check out the links in the description if you want to follow Leona on her journey as a badminton player. And if you are a keen badminton player, you can check out the equipment she uses from Victor. That's it from me for this episode. So bye for now.